You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grelix Nights, the Grelix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. I'm Jesse. And tonight, hashtag not my He-Man. <laughs> I don't really care. Savannah, should we kick it up right off at the top? Because uh, I had to be rhym- reminded of what, I didn't have to be, but I reminded myself of what our uh, $10 Patreon tier is. And mm-hmm. one of the things it is, is a shout out on every episode. So we have a new person to shout wow. out. Oh, uh, let me see. I believe the name is pronounced Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> Savannah is our uh, newest $10 Patreon. So shout out to Savannah. Ooh. Ooh, does yeah. that mean she gets to dictate content the, uh, for $10? You do that. I think, I think tech, sorry, sorry. I'm a, there's nothing. Ignore me. Uh, I, I think technically at the $5 tier, you can start dictating content, but yes, <laughs> yes. yes. So that means, yes, she can. Um, mm-hmm. We work for you. She actually sent me a mess that like how I even knew about it in the first place. She had sent me a message. Uh, I'm going to share this, uh, not on the screen, but I'll share this a little bit, Savannah. Yeah. She says, no, I don't want to dictate content. Um, she said, don't be mad, but, <laughs> and then like, I was like, no, you keep your $10 a month. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> she said she just wants to uh, help make sure the, the show keeps going. So, so tweet. If anybody else Thank out you. there wants to join her in that, that valiant goal, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Savannah can now listen to 60 plus bonus episodes that are not available publicly if she so wanted. Mm-hmm. Probably, she probably won't. They're all audio. I don't know. There's a couple of video things on there. We've done, we've done some video stuff that's only up on there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So thanks Savannah. Sorry to start the show off that way, but I figured while we had her here, I know she sleeps early. She goes to bed early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Savannah. Now, as for the actual show that we're going to talk about tonight is uh, we're going to keep it loose. Uh, but I know there's a couple of things that Melanie and I watched that I want to talk about and uh, whatever Jesse's consumed food. Just no, I don't do anything. I go to work and I, I sleep and I play a little bit of Fortnite. And then I did watch suicide squad, but y'all talked about it. And I was in the chat last week. You were, yeah. I do. Oh, that's no, it's worth. I mean, if you have more to say, that's worth getting your thoughts on it. I mean, you guys really dug into it. I mean, it's hard to say that I have anything additional other than to continue gushing about it and say that it is, uh, it's definitely one of the best DC movies since like, I don't know, the dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Me too. Um, and then there's some TV and news stories we'll dive into later. But uh, Savannah asked, did you watch, say, <laughs> yeah, just thinking about it just now, it's like, you don't even really have to like donate to the Patreon to dictate our content. <laughs> just join us on the live show and start talking in the chat. That kind of dictates the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Really um, does. Especially if you mention Doctor Who and then Savannah leaves because <laughs> Savannah's responsible. Savannah's responsible for the Doctor Who talk, to be honest, because she got Melanie into it and Melanie got me into it. And Jesse was already into it. But then Jesse and I bonded over Doctor Who and yeah. then the Grolics happened. Oh, that's kind of like it's all kind of Savannah's fault, actually. All right. Well, thank you for that then. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, so yeah, Suicide Squad. Nobody's really talking about it anymore, I guess. But it didn't do very well. Really, it didn't do. That's so dumb because it's so good, right? And you know, it didn't do well in the theaters. And so there's a lot of, of course, theater owners, and there's a lot of people ready to jump on like streaming's killing theaters now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that had a little to do with it. 
to be honest, like, I know it's James Gunn and James Gunn, like Guardians of the Galaxy did Gangbusters. That's got a huge mass appeal. But this is a, was it sequel? Was it reboot already time? Right. To a movie that generally people didn't like. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, it's more of a true James Gunn movie. So it's kind of weird and twisted, which is also not super mass uh, market mm-hmm. friendly. <laughs> And the casuals aren't paying attention to the fact that this is a new director and a new direction. They just see Suicide Squad and then they're like, well, I didn't like the first one, so I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I don't think, I mean, I know things opened up, but I think a lot of people still aren't comfortable doing things like going and sitting in a you know movie theater with a whole bunch of people to watch a movie. So This is, and maybe this is not related, but the, uh, this is a story I noticed while doing my news research but i was like it's not it's kind of outside of what we usually do but i will mention nine inch nails concert uh canceled a bunch of their like canceled their 2021 concert Mm. uh like tour and i think the way they phrased it i think it's because like uh they issued a tweet and was, was basically like so we were hoping like this would be the you know, bringing live music back, rejuvenate. Everybody's like, celebrate, get out and whatever. But they're like, it's clear it's not the time for that. Yeah. So I think it's because of, you know, mm-hmm. COVID still happening. And yeah. so I thought that was interesting and kind of related to what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I want to go to another Nails concert, but it wouldn't be the same. So I don't know. I went to one. Yeah, me too. It was cool. It was at the end of my going to concerts career <laughs> not career <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah totally totally beside beside the point right yeah sorry about that and the savannah doesn't want to go to the theater yet yeah i mean well we went to the drive-in that'd be drive-ins fine that's great you stay, mm-hmm. you, if you're that paranoid stay in your car or you sit outside your car but you know everybody's outside that's not a big deal mm-hmm. but like theater theater mm, yeah I think all theaters should just be drive-ins anyway because the drive-ins are cool. And to be honest, this isn't, I guess, helping the argument of like streaming's killing the theater, but that's not really the argument in my opinion. It's market demand. It's it's supply and demand. And if you mm-hmm. don't, if you're not supplying what people are demanding, then you're going to be losing out. So if they put it up in the theater and on streaming at the same time, people are right. going to choose the one they want. And if they don't want that other one, then it's not really like, I don't know. I, I think that's the whole theater thing. I see it as like an attempt to control the market. And it's like, but yeah. if the demand is for streaming. That's what people want. Right. And there are definitely like Suicide Squad would have been great to see in a theater. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, in previous years, maybe I would have considered going to the theater instead. But if it's available streaming, I don't want to leave the house mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I want to leave the house, mm-hmm. but the main, really, the only thing that makes me really sad about it all is that I love popcorn so much, and without the theater, where am I ever gonna get a giant bucket of popcorn? You know that I can refill Proper and starve down popcorn. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, movies are are fun. They're nice, but it's not a big thing to me except for the popcorn. Uh. <laughs> I remember one time we, <laughs> sorry, we went to, we went to see a movie and I got a popcorn and you, you didn't get to, I don't think you got any of it and it was gone. It, like not even midway into the movie. So it was a good thing we had a large cause then you got to go get a refill. Cause otherwise I don't think you would have got any popcorn to be. Yeah. And since that happened, I'll eat a little bit, but for the most part, I don't intentionally. I don't eat the popcorn until I think you've, had your fill and it takes a lot it takes a a lot of popcorn before you're like oh and uh yeah i just rely i'm like i'll get the refill and i'll just wait (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't want to lose a finger (laughs) (laughs) no it's not that bad but when we're at home Mm -hmm. it's either two bags or if we pop popcorn there has to be two bowls yeah and even then, even then, mm-hmm. she, she's done with her popcorn and like looking at mine. It's like, no, you have yours. <laughs> this is mine. It's so good, though. Savannah agrees with me. See, 
she says she's never had her fill of popcorn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably not the correct phrasing because uh, it's it's less a fill of popcorn and more like you hit that limit where your stomach's like, you shouldn't be doing this anymore, so you got to take a break <laughs> for a few moments before yes. you force your stomach to deal with it. It's in those brief moments. <laughs> uh, I'm only exaggerating a little. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I don't actually think we did, but so I'm going to say, wouldn't it be nice if we had had popcorn when we watched, uh, what is that name? Psycho? Psycho Gorman? Psycho PG? Gorman, yeah. Psycho Gorman? Jesse, have you heard of this movie? I've heard that name before, but I don't know. You have to watch it. I feel like Psycho you... Gorman. Where would I? Can I find this on like Netflix? Is this like uh, super cult yeah, I, or? You should be able to watch it on Amazon. But I think you would enjoy it. It mm-hmm. seems like seems like a thing that you that's right up your alley. Um, it has sometimes puppets. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had it me a has... hello there. It has <laughs> Power Ranger rock and guitars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it does. It feels very Power Rangers like to me, uh, you know, or some mm-hmm. of it does, I should say. Okay, so yes, Savannah Psycho Gorman. Um, basically, it's a comedy. Like it, it's it's not a horror movie. I no. mean, it's a horror and sci-fi themed, but it's a comedy. And uh, this guy is a creature from outer space. And uh, he's dug up by some kids. And because this girl had uh, like they find like this gem. Okay, real quick. His whole deal is he just wants to just destroy everything. That's why he was imprisoned. The kids find him, but they also find the gem. And whoever has the gem in their possession can control him. So it becomes like (laughs) he's this horrible creature that wants to kill everyone in the universe. But she has control of him, and uh, wackiness ensues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you do. And oh, the, some of the best stuff, though, and I, don't, I feel like they don't have pictures of it here. I mean, it, it's a little ridiculous. They make him mm-hmm. put on some clothes at a, at a certain point. <laughs> uh, it's definitely it's rated R, for sure. There's a lot of swearing and gore. But like, I think the highlights are... The crazy full costume or full body costumes they do for some of the random creatures that show up. Mm-hmm. They do flashbacks that kind of describe where he comes from. And those sequences are great because they're all that is just straight up very Power Rangers looking production mm-hmm. in a way. Um, kind of cheesy. The makeup's great though. Uh, th- yeah, there's sequences where they, like it's just, the music is straight up just Power Rangers tar solo. <laughs> just going and. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's not perfect. I think they could have reeled her in a little bit. It's mm-hmm. one of those movies where no one are no one's real people. No one acts like real people act or react to things the way real people do. Well, they have they have a couple things that are actually really funny that are based entirely on how people might react to it. But for the most yeah, for the most part, you're right. People don't. But it all <laughs> and also you know. She's a she's she's a little evil. So yeah. like mm. it's 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 a <laughs> when, good fit. She's not controlling him to kill people, but when they when they found the stone, it was because her brother was digging his own grave because he lost a game <laughs> that she made up. Yeah. So <laughs> so you that kind of tells you right off the bat. You're like, oh, wait, this takes place in a weird world. These characters kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I wish there were more pictures of like some of the creature stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably not for everybody. There's some people right. who aren't going to enjoy it, but yeah, I thought it was fun. Worth a watch at least. Um, yeah, it's not for everybody. It, it, I think by what we've said about it so far, you'll know whether it's for you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find, I've got to find some more. Oh, it does check a lot of my boxes. So here's, mm-hmm. here's some good pictures. Let me pull up that thing again. Sorry, audio listeners. Uh, I think Savannah will enjoy it. Yes. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to give too much spoilers on things. Uh, I mean, this character, like, this is straight up Power Rangers territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, he looks like Goldar a bit. 
Oh, this, I don't, this isn't going to be a very big picture, is it? This cop zombie creature mm-hmm. is, I think, my favorite makeup in the whole thing because you can't see it there, but his, his, the face they gave him is so kind of derpy and <laughs> funny is. looking. And he's, yeah. So it's got an interesting mix of like, what's Giver, the Giver? Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, just the 80s, you know, 80s R rated, ridiculous. Uh, horror movies that are kind of B-grade horror movies that were really just all about over-the-top creature costumes and weird Cronenberg-style makeup effects that's kind of gross. I was going to say, like, one of these uh, creatures with the like the beard reminds me of, like, the old He-Man movie, the Dolph Lundgren one. It's mm-hmm. like, right. that. that's a very Gwildor crossed with a bad guy kind of thing. The mm-hmm. opening starts with, like, a red text scrawl a scroll uh, against like space background and it is pure 80s fan like the voiceover the tone of the recording even they just nailed this pure low budget 80s fantasy movie thing and it's so good so yeah it's not for everybody and it's not perfect but i think i gave it like four stars i enjoyed it a lot mm-hmm. so it, it it is what it wanted to be for sure right and it's by the guy who also did, uh, what, I can't remember the Manborg, which I have not seen, which I think sounds exactly like what it is, Manborg. But he also did The Void, which is a, uh, and that's plays it, that's a little bit more sh- like a horror movie that plays it straight. Um, but that's a super cool kind of like Lovecraftian, Hellraiser-y horror movie that Melanie and I watched a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the director's interesting. He definitely... <laughs> you know, wears his uh, influences on his sleeve when it comes to the movies he makes, but he makes it work, you know? Yeah, I agree. And also, the one guy, the director, wrote, directed, edited, and did the make the creature and makeup effects. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Are the characters despicable enough for me? Savannah asks. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're pretty despicable. Um. Do we want to jump right into the other thing we watched? Sure. This is a fun double. We watched both these last weekend. Um, Nobody starring. Oh, was that good? Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. I liked it a lot. I thought Mm -hmm. it was really good. I thought it was okay. I, I, you know, I have, there's just some things that I have issue with, with it. Um, But overall it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was fun. It's, for me and the the go-to the obvious go-to kind of like it's john wick but like mm-hmm. i keep wanting to say john wick but like you know middle age it's just like well keanu reeves is no spring right. chicken um, sure it's john wick but with on unlikely hero character or whatever action man in bob odenkirk but mm-hmm. um and it, it is that it is like action where the character's just made to be he's just cool, right? Like the movie just Mm kind of sells that this guy, it doesn't look it, but he is potentially the scariest person you can come across. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's, it's, I feel like it's less stylish and more grounded than John wick Mm -hmm. and the less stylish, not in a bad way. It, it, that kind of adds to it feeling more grounded. It's over the top of course, but it's not like in a world where Everyone is an assassin and there's these huge, like just the sprawling, a uh, secret assassin, assassin, uh, association where you, yeah, it's not like that. It's, it's a bit more in the real world. Um, but, but they still have some of those moments where, you know, people who I, I don't know necessarily why they would know who he is, but they do know who he is kind of, um, they're all like, Oh, nope, nope. <laughs> It does, and I think that's kind of what makes it work because there are a couple times where, uh, and he's not even like he gets the crap beat out of him, but mm-hmm. there there are a couple times where it's like Melanie said, yeah, somebody will just have a reaction to him, or they'll see, or they'll find out like who he is and just be like, I quit and you don't have to pay me and walk away, you know, just stuff like that. Like it sells him being the kind of this feared uh, boogeyman type guy. It, because I can't say this bad A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he's good in it. 
because he mm-hmm. it, Bob Odenkirk does good comedy, but he also does good intensity. So you buy him as kind of the like pathetic, somewhat emasculated uh, accountant type character that he's that you see at the beginning of the movie, but when he also has to be uh, tough, you buy that too. Yeah, and it always. It, I mean, I know he's supposed to, he's supposed to be like you said a bad butt. Um, it's like he's just reluctantly, you know, attacking people. You know, I don't know. He's just like, oh, I have to do this again. Kind it's of definitely, thing. yeah, and it's definitely not the most original story. It's no. uh, part John Wick, part the last. Uh, was it the Long Kiss Goodnight? Does anybody remember that Gina Davis? Where it's I a little bit different. Movie, yeah, um, Gina Davis is like a. It's a little different in that she was an assassin or something that legitimately forgot about her assassin stuff and was living the life of a housewife or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit different, but very much along those lines. So it's not an original or super memorable plot, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's a slight spoiler just because of. Oh, yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Savannah would love Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a great movie. That movie needs to get talked about more. Maybe I should revisit it first, but it's got Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and Gina Davis being mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah. I don't know. The cast list isn't necessarily a spoiler, but there was one actor who popped up that no, there's two actors who popped up that I was super surprised by. And slight, slight spoiler only in that like I guess it confirms certain characters are in certain scenes. But I wanna say uh climax action scene. You've got Bob Olden, Odenkirk. Can I say? Should I say? Go ahead. Say. Okay. Bob Odenkirk, Christopher Lloyd, and the RZA oh, are like yeah, I our did see that. three action men in the I think final... they're in the trailer. I think they're okay. in the trailer. Okay. Like Christopher Lloyd at least is. Well, then it's definitely a little spoilery because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not the final action. Maybe it's early in the movie. But uh, yeah, no, it's. Man, I was like, what? What is this? And then Riza pops up because you hear his voice, but I was like, I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it. And uh, so good. I was like, what? This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good. Oh, Savannah was just reacting to Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Oh. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. I mean, he's pretty old. He plays an old guy, but he's an old guy with a shotgun. And that's more than enough for an action scene. Yeah, he's been playing old guys for a really long time now. He's been old since <laughs> he really Back has. to the Future. Right, since yeah. the, he's been old since the 80s, man. Yeah. Um, it looks good, though. I mean, he's, yeah, he looks old. He's, he, you know, he's smaller. He's he's mm-hmm. old guy to where it's like, they get small. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, seems super with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's always good. The The issue that I had with it really was, he has a family. Um and in this is from the trailers too. Uh, in the beginning, somebody breaks in his house or something, and he has a chance to stop them, and he doesn't. So his like son is angry with him, and his wife maybe kind of too. I I didn't really understand a lot of the stuff with the wife. Like I didn't understand how much she knew about who he really was. You know, because um, sometimes it seemed like she knew all about it, and then sometimes it seemed like she didn't. So I wasn't sure. Um, but there was another moment later in the movie where there should have been a moment, I think between him and his son and it didn't happen. And it was really weird to me. It seemed odd that they didn't address it. Um, and then just kind of went on to something else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That is kind of, it's kind of a weak point in that. Yeah. Cause it sets up like there's, there's emotional weight there in that relationship. Right. And then it just doesn't ever get explored really. Mm-hmm. Um, after a certain point and so yeah. it's, it's a little strange but yeah especially because that's a really, like perfect opportunity to do it right there you know and it has a what do i oh uh, checkoff's gun a checkoff's muscle car you know it shows up in the first act randomly and you're like that's gonna come into play later mm-hmm. it does <laughs> i just like the idea of a checkoff's muscle car because oh yeah <laughs> and it has a checkoff's gun Chekhov's charger has a Chekhov's gun in the glove compartment. The Chekhov's glove compartment. <laughs> the Chekhov's glove compartment. You see it in the first act. You know it's going to get yeah, used. You know. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, 
Uh, also, maybe not as strong, but I don't know. Neither of these were a super strong four star, but I give them both four star because they're very entertaining. And they're kind of exactly, they're both exactly what I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in this case, that's a good thing. So, right. PG, Psycho Gorman, and nobody. Mm-hmm. Man, they really needed to. The worst, uh, the actress, the young actress lady in PG, Psycho Gorman, is the worst part of that movie, I think. I, I can't stand her, but she's also appropriate for uh, a girl of that age. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but appropriately annoying. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't think she was that bad. I mean, she did. It was she was very heavy on it, you know. Yeah. But I feel like that was intentional. Oh yeah. Um. They give her lines like, "Can you dig it?" <laughs> it's like she what? Oh, Why would no. she know to even say that? Can you dig it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's also like, what? That doesn't make sense. That's the kind of movie that is. The future is yours if you can dig it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that was it was a little annoying to me, too, but I think it was supposed to be there as part of the feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. I know. That's because that's the world it is. Yeah. It's it's like the babysitter, right? Where uh, it's like films by McG. It's not by McG where people are written not to sound like real people. They're just, ri- you can hear the director or the writer, or whoever, you can hear their voice. Every character is just that character. It's a little bit that, but not as annoyingly so, I think. It's not, that can be hacky sometimes, and I think it kind of works here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jesse. Oh, so you said Fortnite. There, has there been anything, anything you've watched or anything? Uh, the only thing I've even peeked at was uh, I did, and maybe I mentioned this before, but I, I cracked into the Netflix Transformers series. Um, it's a trilogy. Uh, it was a War for Cybertron trilogy, okay. and the first part is called Siege, and I am about halfway through it. I think like each part is just like eight episodes or something, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, like it really does fit in with the uh, like the G1 Transformers stuff that we knew as kids, but it's so much better. You know, it's not, I, I swear that I talked about this because it's like they throw a bunch of those characters that uh, existed in the old movie, the cartoon movie. Um, right. But right. they exist, like they exist from the start. It's not like we show up at the theater one day and there's all these characters we didn't know existed. <laughs> right. You know, like, so you got Ultra Magnus from day one and he plays a much bigger role. And, and there's like some shocking deaths uh, four episodes in. I'm like, wow, you guys killed those guys in the first four episodes, huh? Cool. So, well, speaking of, uh, is that on Netflix? That is on Netflix, and they're on the third part now. And they're already jumping into like uh, Beast Wars stuff, which I never did watch, so I don't. I'd be lost. But maybe this will approach it in a way that I'll get. I remember. Be- I wasn't watching it. At the- I was still watching cartoons at that time, but Beast Wars was not one of them. Right. Uh, so I, I didn't like the idea of trans like the robots, but they turn into animals. Like that kind of lost me there. Well, they were thinking in the future, there's going to be some shows that make uh, these robots that turn into to animals that then turn into a bigger robot. So we need to be here so that that can happen one day. Right. Well, and Beast Wars was CG, right? Mm-hmm. I think after I was like, yeah, reboots great. But then after that, I was like, I don't like none of these CG. Every, yeah. And everything was CG for a little while. They were like, see, they like it. Let's make everything CG. And there was like the some really bad ones. Yeah. The movement's so janky. And so those older cartoons. Uh, well, speaking of Netflix writing those nostalgia series and CG oh. cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, not just Masters of the Universe. Don't get your man panties in a bundle. Uh, Manties. Thank you, yes. (laughs) Your manties in a bundle. Uh, Netflix dropped a trailer for the new, new He-Man series. Not the the other one that we were just talking about like three weeks ago. It's so weird that they dropped. I knew... It was so, coming. We knew it was coming, but I'm yeah, wow! They dropped it so soon. Yeah, 
And this is the one. So, you know, the, the Kevin Smith uh, Masters of the Universe series was always kind of directed at towards the people that were alive to watch it originally, the original He-Man series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a little bit more adult. And at the same time, they also had this uh, CGI one directed at new at kids now, younger people now. Um, what did they call Netflix? I noticed kind of had a, like a they're doing like imprints now. They had a little branding. Yeah, Netflix, Netflix futures. futures. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is their He-Man series for kids now. Do you think they were like banking on this idea that like dads are going to be super excited about Revelation and they're going to watch Revelation with their kids and then their kids are going to be kind of pumped about it and then we're like here's a He-Man just for you. I bet. I mm-hmm. bet. You have yeah. the power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Revelation isn't, it's definitely more adult, but it's not lewd necessarily or particularly violent. There's a little bit more violence than you'd expect. But um, so in my opinion, it's not completely kid on friendly. Right. So, yeah, now you're probably right. That's probably the thought process between dropping them so close together. Mm hmm. (laughs) Except it made all of the dads mad, and now we live in a future where no one likes He-Man, or at least they don't like Tila. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed this was completely right. devoid of Tila. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was this was really the only reason this caught my eye. This is not made for me, and I you know right. I I jokingly put a hashtag not my He-Man in the title, and it's not totally untrue because. It's not the attitude that I think you'd associate with uh, somebody hashtagging not my something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is definitely not made for, for this is not made for fans. And I'm not saying I'm a huge He-Man fan, but fans of the old series, this is definitely a new interpretation. Um, and it's weird, though. It's weird because it it doesn't feel like any like a He-Man anything. It's like, well, here's some of the characters and the like rough setup, but it's otherwise like kind of its own thing. Mm hmm. And I noticed the trailer has a huge focus on we have the power, which sounds like a very kid show mm-hmm. thing to do. Not yeah. just this one guy. It's all are of they us. say wait, are they saying the power is yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, well, when Netflix <laughs> will launch their game service eventually, they'll be like, now you're playing with power. <laughs> be so bad. Look at these power plays. Oh man, <laughs> um, they're gonna own all the futures. Well, J- Jesse, you're our resident He-Man. <laughs> I'm, that's how I'm just gonna put it from now on. <laughs> I'm, the re- I'm the resident He-Man. What do you think of this? Uh, I had a very similar reaction, but there, I I had a couple of other thoughts cross my mind, and that is uh. Like, first of all, he looks very much like Hero, which is the son of He-Man. Like, well, there's an original Hero, like way back in olden times of Eternia. And then there is Hero 2, He-Man's son. Hmm. And he's got a little bit of that vibe to him. And it's very technological, and mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about in the chat before we started. Uh, and that made me think of the He-Man, the, you know, like the... Ill-advised He-Man series that came out after He-Man, the New Adventures of He-Man, which took place in a different, like a different galaxy, like they literally travel back in time to get He-Man, and they accidentally also get Skeletor, and so they bring them both into the future, and so there's this battle between the space mutants and peace-loving planet that basically is existed just because they have a force field which was never going to last forever so they're like we need a he-man so they go and they get a he-man but they got a skeletor too is a two-for-one deal their time travel you can't have really bad the other no you can't and it was awful the key thing is that he-man has a ponytail and he wears pants He's <laughs> like he's got like a sling and he's got pants on and he's got a ponytail. But it's he man. He's super slim down. It's awful. You can find full episodes of it on YouTube if you hate yourself and you have way too much time. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I've but, ever seen that. 
I just fell way down into this rabbit hole just to explain that this kind of reminds me of it, but it looks better written and better produced. So, mm-hmm. like, if this were the new adventures of a He-Man, I might, I might have watched that. Like, I might, wa- I might have watched this if I were more of a kid. I still may watch this because I'm a He-Man guy and I do a podcast about He-Man stuff. So, I probably mm-hmm. should watch it, but. I, I'm not going to say I'm 100% excited about it, but I am excited that it exists for the kids, and I hope they like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up some pictures because I keep forgetting this is a visual medium, partially. I'm sorry, Melanie, what were you going to say? N- nothing. I, I was just going to say, um, honestly, I probably th- I probably wouldn't watch it if I didn't know. I mean, I'm probably still not going to unless Randy makes me. Um, but it's not <laughs> something that I, on my own, would have watched um, this one, at least the, the original one, maybe sometimes, but yeah, this reminds me of the kind of stuff that my nephew would watch though and make me sit through. And I'm like, let's watch Avatar again instead. <laughs> right, something good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it it's it's a little it's weird. Like I I it's and it's an interesting it's interesting to say the super focus like it seems very focused on the technological side is a little off putting to me. But then again, part of what I really liked about Revelation was that they played on this idea that the magic had was leaving Eternia, and so tech tech was taking over. But because it was exploring that idea specifically, rather than just everything's technological, mm-hmm. and that's not to say what the that's necessarily the deal here, but it kind of seems like the deal here. Uh, um, yeah, she blinded me with science. <laughs> but it, yeah, whatever. I. It's weird. Uh, like, I, I like the idea in stories and, and shows and whatever of like technology as magic, kind of. But this world is so it's way too re- reliant on magic, I think, to really make it work right, you know, for well, adults to be technology. If we were in the world of Revelation, you'd be in the tech cult, the techno cult. No, no, I'm just saying. She must have thought it was Triclops Day. <laughs> Hey, Harlem Knight, and Maddie D is in the chat now. Excellent. Wow. What's going on, you guys? All these, all these latecomers trying to be fashionably late, eh? That's well, they are fashionable, and I'm glad they're here better late than never. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, long sh- story short, we, we, He-Man, Masters Universe, fine. That's fine. It, that was it's never going to be a show that really appealed to me. The only reason I checked out Revelation was because, I don't know, I was bored and it happened to like have just apparently dropped on Netflix an hour before I got bored. So, um, cool, cool. That reminds me. No, you know what? I'm not going to waste his time while he can watch live pimping the podcast that he's going to check out. later. <laughs> uh, the other thing, did you guys get a chance to watch the, the final trailer for eternals? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a better trailer than the other ones that I've seen. I would agree. Yeah. Definitely I'm still not sure what's happening though. It gives you, yeah, I was gonna say, it definitely gives you an idea of what's happening, but like only a rough idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, they're just hanging out, and I think yeah. that you know that's intentionally just like trying to introduce people to these characters because they're all it's a Marvel movie, but they're all characters that uh, have never never appeared in any right. previous Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. in this one, we get a little bit like. There's stakes of some kind. There's a thing, an event happening. It's the happening. <laughs> uh, uh, Arlen Knight says it looks like a mystical family reunion. I mean, it kind of does. Yeah. Not as cool as the Adams family, but mm-hmm. like kind of cool. I'm not. They like, have laser I, eyes. Yeah. Is, did it say when this is? Excuse me. Did it say when this is going to be released? I'm kind of curious as to how well it'll do. Pretty soon, but it'll be after Shang-Chi because Shang-Chi just had its world premiere. And I've heard different things. I've heard different things. Like people that I follow on like TikTok and stuff have said, this movie is great and you'll love it. And then I'm also reading other stuff that's like, Hmm. like, don't get your hopes up or whatever. And I'm like, what, what, Mm. what are the rules? This is definitely a weird phase. Like, and I'm sure they kind of know that you know marvel disney they know the phase whatever we're in is a very strange phase because they've kind mm-hmm. of like wrapped up all the familiar faces and uh 
Mm-hmm. It's a volatile market right now. It feels a little bit like they're like, we just made all the money mm-hmm. with, with the Avengers movies. So we could just do, let's just throw a bunch of things at the wall and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am well past objective about Shang-Chi. It's got to be awesome because I want it. <laughs> I want that to be great. <laughs> you, the, I never to... thought, I never thought we'd have a Shang-Chi movie ever in my lifetime. Never. So the fact that it's happening at all is probably going to be like Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh, not to sidetrack us. Savannah said, by the way, we're getting closer to a new episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, I seen some story that all it was was like set pictures or something, but for new episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. And I was getting excited for that too because that show's great. And I want to know what's going on with Guillermo. Okay. Me too. Yeah, no, this, I will say about this trailer. The settings, it's a different setting. There's a lot of desert stuff and not desert stuff, but it all looks very different than the usual, uh, I don't know, when I think of a lot of the Marvel movies, and this is definitely not true of all of them, but there's typical cityscapes, and then Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, laboratories and warehouses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I picture the setting, and that's those are not the most memorable of settings. So it's cool to see something that at least what they took for the trailer looks like a very different setting than than we usually get. And even is it Shang? That's the pronunciation. Yeah. Shang. We've been saying it. It rhymes with wrong, which is how we've been saying it for years. Mm. (laughs) We've been saying it wrong. Okay. I won't question it. It'd be weirdly racist if I did, I think. Um, (laughs) Right. Right. I'm taking a stance. No, no. I'm not. <laughs> uh, even that, even though like most of what I saw was city stuff, it the different color palette. It looked mm-hmm. brighter. I, I mean, if you can be brighter and more like saturated than most Marvel stuff, it looked, but it looked like even that has a slightly different look. So that's cool. It's good. Yeah. Uh, some questions in the chat. Weren't they rings? Yeah. And Mandarin showed up more. I mean, like I'm sure they're not calling him Mandarin. Well, they were calling him the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. So they were like kind of changing it up and making it more like a a mysterious character anyways. But yes, they were like actually rings, like Green Lantern rings type of thing. Matty D said the old comics were right. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely, that's from the era where, ooh, yeah, comics were not good when it came to Asian characters at all uh, from that time period foremost a lot of time periods here but i think that should be the new spelling of racist so (laughs) probably not maybe that makes that makes racism too fun i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i just skirting the edge no (laughs) and there's listen that's how i deal with uncomfortable things make it more uncomfortable make it more uncomfortable (laughs) yep yep (laughs) I, la- I make a joke and then laugh at how bad it failed. <laughs> I I was laughing too, but I you didn't know because I'm meeting myself because I'm eating pizza. <gasps> pizza? Well, you know what? It's all pizza. It's all pizza. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's a callback. I, I was thinking about our <laughs> random callbacks at this point because, oh, because, you know, Savannah's at the $10 tier now. And that's our cat dancing tier. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that is such an old reference at this point. Yeah. Like, Maddie D is the only one that knows what cat dancing is. And that's because I know he's listened through the whole back catalog, but that episode was years ago. And then I had to be like, well, what episode was that? And I was like, Oh, we were talking about the crow because that's what cat dancing was. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. yeah. I oh, that. comic books. Yeah. <laughs> you referenced that. What Melanie? Um, when I was talking to somebody the other day, they, they were talking about, um, the, they were talking about the crow and I was like, well, it's cause he's cat dancing. And they were like, what? And I'm like, Oh no, never mind. It's too long. I'm not going to sit here and explain it, but he's cat dancing. <laughs> he is. He is. I, I, all you have to do is read the original crow graphic novel. And then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah, it's, he, he dances uh, very, you know, with a cat and it's how he expresses him, his sorrow. <laughs> it's like a performative dance in the middle of like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, vengeance. 
It's him. <laughs> you know, yeah. what What kind of vengeance doesn't have performance art pieces in the middle? And of course, that gave birth to uh, bat dancing, which is ba- very much the same, but with Batman. And not that kind? No? Okay. No, 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 because it was... <laughs> not the Batusi? It was that, uh, I think it was Grant Morrison, that really dark Batman graphic novel where he went to Arkham. Oh, Arkham Asylum or whatever. And he's like cutting himself and stuff. And we're like, whoa, that's yeah. like whoa. cat dancing territory right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really dark. That's really goth. <laughs> uh, yes, Matty D. Vengeance is a dan- dance best served cold. Have you ever danced with a with a devil cat in the pale moonlight? <laughs> uh huh. Uh, do we want to? Let's see. We're do we want to? Let's move on to some news. <laughs> it's too easy to get sidetracked to talking about our own old lore. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> <Right>. cares about. <laughs> um, uh, not. Not a lot of news that I picked up today, but there's a couple interesting things. Yeah. Oh, I was just oh, saying goodbye waiting. to uh, to Harlem Knight so he's, he's got a jet. So oh, okay. I was just being real subtle, and then now it's not subtle at all. But. Take it easy. We'll talk to you on the <laughs> podcast later or right now for everyone else. So uh, <laughs> uh, Westworld. Oh, uh, I just Ooh. mentioned I, I this is not in a particularly amazing story, but it's just like, hey, season four, season four is happening, which we knew is supposed to be happening, but it's good to get confirmation. Yeah. Uh, according to Deadline, Deadline.com, co-creator Lisa Joy promises new worlds in season four. Hmm. Um, Wait, are we all a simulation too? Maybe. Do we get? Oh no, we already got East World. I was gonna say that was West World. This is East World. Mm-hmm. We already got that. Uh, so they, she said, let's see. So yeah, season four has begun, uh, returned to filming, which is great news because I loved West World. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the all of the seasons, even that last one, even though it was like kind of felt like a big departure. It was weird, but it was still good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, where did she say hold on uh promises you're going to see some new worlds that i think are really fun Mm -hmm. and you're going to see someone who i kidnapped from reminiscence in a fun way would basically reminiscence is a new sci-fi movie which actually sounds kind of interesting um Mm -hmm. but that and she was involved in that so she's gonna nab a actor from that to come over to west world season four Mm mm-hmm um, Do they know which one? No, she just teased. You know, if you hadn't explained all that, I still would accept that statement as something that would make sense in the show. <laughs> in, in Westworld, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Something about, like, oh, if Joy had one word to describe season four of Westworld, it's inversion. Ooh. Is, cryptic. Yep. Appropriately cryptic and sci fi sounding way to. It really does. It really is. The Witcher. Hey. Oh. That's yeah, show. I saw that. Like it just showed up on my screensaver. It was like coming up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did I do? I clicked a thing. Okay. The Witcher TV creator lands giant partnership deal at Netflix. Okay, that's cool. Uh, with season two. Okay, this is for, this is from Polygon.com, which I usually don't get things from Polygon. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh. I think the most interesting thing to me is I didn't know about these other Witcher series in the works. Uh, there's a Witcher animated, and I think they even specified anime series. Of course, there mm-hmm. is. They were making an anime series of every property they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my audio. I still don't know if it's weird because I'm not noticing any difference. But oh, if that's the case, so then it, it has to be Streamyard, right? Because I haven't noticed that. Mm-hmm. Well. Next month we'll be using probably an alternative way because StreamYard is a little pricey. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically whatever Netflix. Uh, this story is more specifically about Netflix has uh, made a deal with uh, series creator or whatever for a multi-year like agreement that mm-hmm. they'll write and produce a bunch of different stuff, not just Witcher stuff for Netflix, like Netflix does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they'll 
they'll lock people in for a while and right which is which is not bad that's good um yeah you do my right sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say she'll remain in her roles on the witcher the animated the witcher nightmare of the wolf and this is the one that i didn't know about uh the witcher blood origin which is a uh live action prequel series and i was like well what's this and there was a link to a story also on Polygon from July. So, you know, hey, I miss stories. It happens. The Witcher Blood Origin casts Michelle Yeoh as a sword elf warrior. And I was like, what is this show? That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's a prequel set 1,200 years before the events of the main series. Oh. Um, That's a weird flex. I'm assuming, uh-huh. like, because this is these are all based on books, so I'm assuming there's some basis for this in books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that I think it's one of those news stories where it, it's a small rabbit hole that leads me to a more interesting story. So yeah, for sure, that's really the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, more Witcher stuff. Cool. Season two is happening. Seems like it's taking forever, but honestly, it probably hasn't been all that long. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a prequel. I mean, they're working on the prequel series now. So that kind of makes me think season two. Oh, season two will arrive on Netflix the end of this year. So the end, the end of the year. Hmm? So far away. Yeah, it's several months. December 17th specifically. Yeah. So like the tail end. Um, But in the end, it doesn't really matter. Isn't that a Lincoln Park song? Lincoln Got Park? so far. Yeah. Never That's mind. not what I was thinking. I was thinking it, in the end, it doesn't really matter. And it was like, doo, 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 doo. I can't do the, the piano notes from um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. That will, Matt asks, will it drop before Stranger Things 4? Feels like a decade since Stranger Things. Really does. Those and... kids are going to be so old. Like, what? Unless they've been filming it like years ago. It it will arrive before Stranger Things 4. Uh, season 4 will be released in uh, 2022. Oh, so, midterm yeah. election. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made it political somehow. I don't know. <laughs> you think you think in the future they'll just uh, like have a kid act in a movie and then they'll make them like sit in a like 3d scanner thing and and make a bunch of faces oh, so that right they can now. just keep them young forever cgi james dean yeah forever uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so what we're saying is in the future all children in movies will be cgi james dean all children solid okay um are people i don't know if people are excited for a dune for a dune movie coming up but I'm, uh, i want to i want to see it they're okay. supposed to make a bunch of them right or they wanted to. Yeah, the director, Dennis Villeneuve, is already writing the sequel. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, Maddie D. Whew. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's dropping I mean, bombs. It'd be ridiculous <laughs> if it didn't, right? Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. Episode 100 before Stranger Things season four. I mean, it almost has to. <laughs> uh well the director is already writing the sequel but i don't think the sequel's actually been greenlit properly yet um no. I'm, I'm assuming they're waiting to see how the first one does uh but like the director's excited he's like oh, i'm already working on the second one so hopefully they'll pick it up um <laughs> yeah. uh, it's gonna be called dune part two original wow <laughs> yeah so you know, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's if it is like the book, it will be great, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's well, well done. I should say. Hashtag yeah. not my Dune. I want <laughs> David Lynch Dune. I kind of appreciate that they're actually just going to go with a number as opposed to like throwing some dumb, you know, like the Hobbit. They split in, like the shortest book of <laughs> Tolkien's career and they split it into three parts and gave each part a silly name. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maddie uh, says better than Dune 2 Electric Boogaloo. I think okay. any sequel is better if you add Electric Boogaloo at the end. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> especially any number two has to have that 
Yeah, it doesn't work with three, does it? Because that wasn't the original sequel Boogaloo. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something. I had nothing. Uh, here's a story that this is, I am debated doing this story, but I like doing uh, stories about the streaming services for some reason. Uh, Vulture.com ran a story. Congrats, Cricket Wireless users. You can get ad-supported HBO Max for free. Uh, can't you get that anyways or is that like a cheaper tier no that's a cheaper tier oh okay yeah no yeah we did the story uh, a couple weeks ago about like they were going to do yeah there's like a non-subscribers can get like 14 show like for i feel like it's 14 episodes of different shows watch those for free Mm -hmm. but no this is hbo max has their ad tier which i didn't realize till just a few weeks ago um that's they do like the Hulu thing where you pay less but you get ads, right? Mm-hmm. Something I also didn't know, and I don't know if this is like because of the ad supported tier or if this is just like a cricket thing. Um, anyway, the point is like if you have the starting August 20th, if you have uh, if cricket wireless customers with a the $60 a month unlimited plan, that is the plan I used to have when I had cricket years ago, uh, the deal comes with no expiration date. So you can watch the HBO Max library to your heart's desire. The only catch, besides staying on the cricket plan, is that the deal is offering HBO Max's new ad-supported tier. So you can binge anything in HBO Max's library with the occasional ads, of course. What uh, what you won't get is the splashy Warner Brothers 2021 movie slate. So is that no. so? You do, also so don't like the Suicide Squad then, right? Right. 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 And is, I'm wondering if that's just. I feel like that's probably, I don't know, is that the ad-supported tier? Because if so, man, that tier is not worth it. Or if that's just the cricket deal, I wonder. Hmm. I was. You- I mean, this is coming up, so I guess the joke doesn't land. But I was going to say, have they gotten a good response from this? Or just crickets? Uh-huh. Uh, is cricket everywhere in the U.S.? I know outside of the, I, I feel like, People outside the U.S. probably don't know what Cricket is, but Cricket's just one of they're one of the like no contract phone service, uh, you know, whatever. So they're generally a bit cheaper, and they don't require mm-hmm. contracts, right? Um, and sometimes if you switch from somewhere else, they'll give you a free phone. Sometimes, but not yeah. like a not like a nice Samsung or Apple phone or nothing. No. And they have some weird deal with the WWE, like. WWE wrestlers for whatever reason like they can't just go to whatever con they want to but like if they'll be traveling through a town they'll just set up random meet and greets at cricket wireless uh, locations so you can meet like Seamus of the WWE at cricket cricket wireless the last time they came through Omaha that's such a weird thing to do but i admire that good job on uh cricket for being like i'm gonna branch out into all kinds of strange areas and just see what happens it's a pretty smart right. way to get yeah re- just randomly get people in your store yeah hey clara hey um yeah the phone it, it's it's weird because that's seems like a pretty big deal i'm like well cricket then has some money to like entice hbo to this kind of kind of deal because that can't be a cheap uh arrangement to set up even if it is that like ad supported tier, that's still like a lot of that's still free service for a lot of people potentially. Mm-hmm. It it makes me feel almost <laughs> I don't know why, but like it's a, a visual coupon system, you know. I don't know. Uh, you you pay for this thing, and then you'll get this much per off when you do this. Um, but you, yeah. And you used to see. Oh, are you talking about the ad supported tier thing, or just the cricket deal in general? Oh, well, kind of both. Yeah. Okay, you'd see a lot of like um, free Spotify type, you know, subscription or whatever, or at least before Spotify was like the only viable music subscription service. Um, You'd see deals like that a lot. But all right, that's the end of the news. That's that's quite a that's a humdinger of a story, isn't it? (laughs) I debated that one. I'm amazed. Hey, Melanie, what else should we be amazed about? Nice. <laughs> um, this week, I picked uh, a story about uh, physicists tr- 
physicists transforming pure energy into matter and antimatter. Which sounds really impressive, but it's actually something that was done before. It's just that now they were able to do it more, um, well, more, more simply than they had before. Um, so they know it, like it, it, there wasn't some mess up in, in this uh, process. It was, you know, they did one thing, this thing happened, they captured it. Um, so that's interesting. And it, you know, further validates um, the, uh, what is it called? Einstein's theory, you know, the E equals MC squared. I, I keep forgetting what it's called. Of relativity. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. And there's a, a couple other things that it, it um, discovered to, uh, well, they, they know how it works, but they found something out about, oh, polarized light uh, in a vacuum. Apparently um, the vacuum can be both polarized. So it kind of works like, like if you have polarized glass, um, certain frequent, like, you know, polarizations, I suppose, can't go through that kind of glass. Well, and there are certain vacuums that have that polarization and photons that are have the same uh, polarization can't get in, uh, which they didn't know about before, but they discovered while doing this. And it was uh, actually kind of fundamental to what they were doing because it's that uh, the photons that are kicked out that will can't go in because of the polarization that interact and turn into matter. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. This one was a little much, huh? Uh, no, I got <laughs> distracted by other things early enough that I, lo- I don't, I lost the whole thing. So I, I was going to say, you're just thinking about Dr. Who, huh? Uh, well, as soon as you say, <laughs> you know, polarity. Yeah. Yeah. The, then the other thing that happened in my brain was like, uh, so we've got matter and antimatter and my brain automatically went back to the song we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Nothing yeah. really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters to me. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess it's not a huge thing, but it's, you know, fun. We can we can make matter and antimatter out of energy. Wow. That's fun. It matters. <laughs> That's what you get when you bring <laughs> science here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh. It's like the crappy version of the Joker. It's like, what do you get? You get puns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's what the real Joker would bring. That's true. Anyway. uh, But the Joker would do it with less ah, ah, involvement. (laughs) That's true. true. He would just do it and then he would like squirt you with an acid flower. Meanwhile, I'm like, did you get the joke? Because it's funny because it's this. Yeah, but isn't that our own way of spitting acid on people? Yes, that's true. Maddie D says, this sounds like a crisis forming. I hope someone is monitoring it. Monitoring it. I do, too. Uh, I I already got my turn, but I'm going to give you another one because just because he's monitoring it. The one I didn't do was just that there's three volcanoes erupting at the same time up in Alaska. Okay. No, Alaska. Yeah. It's where all the moose gonna go. Into Canada. That'd be a good segue for Paul, but Paul's busy tonight. This is gonna be a moose stampede. Like they're all gonna, (laughs) they're all gonna try to, they're all gonna bring COVID down here. It's gonna be moose COVID. I don't know, but bird, like bird flu, but moose COVID. Maybe Kevin Smith will finally be able to make his moose jaws (laughs) movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so. Uh, anything else, Jesse? You got anything exciting coming up? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just glad to be here this week. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure because I knew you're like you're in full swing now, so I knew you'd be busy. But um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you are here. Yeah. Uh, hey. Mm-hmm. Strangerswithtshirts.com. Go check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. that's technically an affiliate link now. So I think I have to disclose it anytime I mention even that, uh, that URL because it redirects through an affiliate link. But Hey, uh, Melanie and I designed some t-shirts that you could go buy them there. We're going to have a new design up here pretty soon with a cute little earth on it. Who's warning mm-hmm. you basically what we were just talking about. So yeah. hmm, you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. Might as well put it on a t-shirt and wear it. <laughs> um, other than that, 
I don't think I have anything. Uh, hey, if you missed the Friday the 13th episode I put out on the Grolic Cinematic Universe podcast feed, go check it out. It was an interesting episode. I chose, mm-hmm. I chose to do it solo. I Ooh. had both Jasper and Melanie were, sounded like they were offering to help me with it, and I chose to do it solo, and that was certainly a choice. I didn't appreciate throughout the whole thing, but that was my choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, it, it's a fine episode, and then it takes a turn, and you can tell, like, once I finally had to actually review the movie, I, I realized I didn't really enjoy reviewing that movie. <laughs> but I think that oh, made no. for, I think that made for a more fun episode. Here's, like, here's the I sense I've gone too far. I'm in danger. <laughs> moment. Well, I, I'll say up front the, the episode is front loaded with information, uh, and then once I fell down a little rabbit hole about like potential sequels that almost happened and potential like Friday the Thirteenth movies we've almost got since then. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting. I front loaded the episode with all that because I knew once I hit the review. Uh, was not going to have a whole lot to say. Oh, I should probably mention I was talking about the 2009 Friday the 13th reboot, um, which is not a terrible movie, but it's also not really anything worth talking about for an extended period of time. So uh, mm-hmm. I discovered this partway through the review, and you will hear me discover that. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it fun, and I edited a lot of stuff down. So check it out. It was, a, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. And... Power Walk Jason's the best Jason. Power Walk. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Hot take. Yep. Actually, if you go to our TikTok, which I never post things to TikTok, but I did upload to our Grolix podcast TikTok a little clip from it. So check that out. Or be an old man like me and just go to GrolixPodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Podcast. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast if you want to be cool like Savannah. And mm-hmm. Maddie D and support yeah. the show. So her supporters are always watch a lot. We know who our supporters are. We yeah. do. They're usually here. And it's always awesome. awesome. They are always awesome. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I think I just ran out of energy at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I sense we've gone too far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're, we're in danger now. <laughs> yes. So let's go.